Good morning to you, my friends. And how are you doing this morning? How was your night? I hope you have enjoyed a peaceful night rest. How has your week been in all? And even your month, the month of September. I hope you all enjoyed the grace and mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ all through your week and even your month. Welcome to October. And of course, you are welcome to Reveal. It's your host and your dear friend here, Esther. Good morning, our gracious God. And how we love, thank, and praise your holy name for safe arrival into the month of October. We thank you for all that has been during the course of our week and, of course, the month of September. We thank you for challenges, but most especially testimonies and victories. Glory to your name, gracious God. And as we've come this morning to continue on our series, we pray that you will open the eyes of our heart, for we want to see you. Holy Spirit, teach us yourself today. We want to learn. We want to hear from you. And at the end of today's session, may your name alone be glorified forever. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Welcome once more to Review Friends and welcome to the month of October. God bless you. In continuation with our series, Discouragement, Unbelief, and Disobedience, today we move on to part six. And today, we have another subtopic, just like we did last week. But today, it's different. It's a different subtopic. But before we go, before I tell you the subtopic and what it is about, let me uh, quickly do a tiny bit of recap on what we've done so far or what we did last week. So last week, we saw what happened to God's people, Israel, after their discouragement. They sinned by dwelling in unbelief. I mean, they will rather go back to Egypt, their land of slavery, than trusting in God's faithfulness that has brought them far. They faithlessly complained against God speaking against God, and so they were punished. But again, God stepped in through Moses, their leader, by bringing relief through a bronze serpent, a bronze snake on a pole. And they only needed to look and leave. Rounding up last week, I had also asked 
the question, what exactly the bronze snake on the pole mean for you and I today? What is the significance or what does it signify? You see, we're going to find out today. But let me remind you again, friends, that studying the word takes paying careful attention and not just reading through like any other book or magazine, right? You will soon get to understand or find out what I'm on about. So the subtopic for today is the man in the middle on the cross. Under our discouragement, unbelief, and disobedience series part six, today we've got a subtopic that says the man in the middle on the cross. Why the man in the middle on the cross? Because that man we will be talking about today was not the only one on the cross, but he was in the middle. So, the man in the middle on the cross. God bless you as you listen. So then, come with me to the gospel according to John, chapter 3, and we'll start reading from verse 14 through to 16. Gospel according to John, chapter 3. Let's start reading from verse 14 to 16. Verse 14 reads, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But please pay close attention to verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. The Lord bless the reading together of if you were listening to his word. Amen. And that is why it is being said, my friends, that if you flip through the pages of your Bible, you can find Jesus written on every page. Mm. Right. Look. The laws of the Old Testament given to God's people all foreshadowed things to come or that will later be. At this point, my friends, I want you all to pay close attention. Number one, the bronze snake on the pole that we read about in Numbers chapter 21 last week, was there to give physical healing or to restore the health of those people 
who were stained by the bite of the fiery serpent, which today represent whatever sin you want to name, whatever sin you want to talk about. Number two, just as the serpent were natural residents of the wilderness, according to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 15, so is sin natural resident of this world, of our world. Number three, as the fiery serpent was poisonous or venomous, so is sin. Number four, as the venom of the fiery serpent stung the people to death, so, the, so does the poison or venom of sin stings us today with guilt, with shame, and spiritual death. Number five, as the people ran to look at the bronze snake on the pole, so are we to run to the man in the middle on the cross to look and live that we may not die, that we may not be eternally separated from God in the hand. Please listen again to this, my friends. Like I said last week, it was illogical, but simple enough instruction for Israel to go look and leave. And as many as ran to the bronze snake, actually looked and lived. You see, it prevented them from physical death, for many had died already. Are people not dying from the poison or sting of sin in today's world? You see, for you and I today, running to Calvary, looking at the man in the middle on the cross, I mean the man Jesus, preserves us, that is, spares us, guilt, and eternal damnation, death, or eternal separation from God. It spares us of eternal punishment. Let me remind you again, friends, how their healing and restoration came about. They looked and lived. They looked and lived in faith. They looked and lived in faith. Nothing else was to be done, just to look and live. They did nothing else to prevent 
boasting of one person's works or deeds greater than the order. No, nothing was to be done but to look and live. In the same way, friends, the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 makes it clear. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So today, my friends, will you receive the gift of healing, deliverance, restoration, redemption, justification, sanctification, and salvation from the man in the middle on the cross as you set your gaze on him in faith, trusting in his finished works, that is, God's love and faithfulness to all mankind. Remember once more, those people, after their discouragement, unbelief, and disobedience to God, were told to look and leave when they were punished, when they had the consequences of their actions. They were told to look up to the bronze snake or the bronze serpent that they may leave. Friends, will you look at the man in the middle on the cross today and leave? Let us pray. Father God, we thank you once more for the power of your word. It sets free completely. We thank you for what you've taught us so far on this series. Oh God, we pray. We have been beaten long enough by sin and the poison, the venom, Stinks so much. Today, Father, we choose to run to Calvary to look at the only means or provision you have made available for mankind to live. We choose to run to Calvary to look at the only provision you have made available for life that we may live and not be eternally condemned or separated from you. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you for that provision. Thank you for your faithfulness. And as we go this week, and this month, we cover ourselves with 
the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We pray that at the end of our week, at the end of our month, at the end of the month of October, may we come back rejoicing and giving you all the glory, honor, power, and praise as we share powerful testimonies. Thank you, able Father. We give you all the praise once again. For in Jesus Christ, mighty name, we have prayed. And everyone say, Amen. I want to thank you once more, my friends, for choosing to join me again on review this week or this morning. God bless you. Make sure to join me again next week as we round up on the series Discouragement, Unbelief, and Disobedience, Part 7. There is something very important and interesting I would like to share with you when we meet next week. But until next week, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and your entire household now and forever. Amen. Jesus, please come, please come today. pray.